0: Today's Leading Women episode 321 with the wonderful Julie Chevalier. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysteadingwomen.com. Leadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Julie Chevalier. Julie Chevalier is the founder and CEO of Chevalier Law Visionary Virtual Council, an internet based law practice designed to provide legal support to entrepreneurs and businesses. After stepping away from her work in corporate litigation support relating to asset-backed securities, Julie embarked on a number of entrepreneurial ventures in the field of health and wellness. Through these ventures, Julie and her partners observed a lack of affordable and accessible legal services for entrepreneurs seeking to establish and protect their entities, as well as a desire for more streamlined and modern representation. Chevalier Law was created as a solution to this problem. Julie is an attorney in the states of New York and Florida and an active member of the business law section of the New York State Bar Association. She was honored to have been recognized at the 2013 Brooklyn State of the Borough Address for her pro bono efforts on behalf of the victims of Hurricane Sandy and the Brooklyn Bar Association's Volunteer Lawyer Project. So women of the world, Miss Julie Chevalier. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much, Marie, and thank you for
0: that lovely introduction. Awesome, awesome. We are delighted to have you on the show and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So Julie, I really like what you're doing with your business, especially with the virtual. With the visionary Virtual Council. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat, equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you. And I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners so here are some cool questions that we can talk about feel free to comment and time about them but these are just general questions I have in mind great so let's start with your business you know there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it can you tell us more about your business and idea behind a niche
1: absolutely uh I'm kind of having a déjà vu moment here, and I, I was listening to some of your previous po- podcasts. Um, but not too long ago, I w- was listening to these types of podcasts and um, trying to navigate the um, the idea of going out on my own and, and becoming an entrepreneur. And so, this is really just such a great honor um, to be reaching out to women that are perhaps on the other end. Uh, and in that circumstance. So if, you know, I could speak to them in any way that re- is relatable, it's, it's really just a great honor, um, on my end. So I was in corporate, as you mentioned, and, um, was not happily, uh, practicing law. I, it just was a, a work that wasn't in alignment with, um, my values and beliefs. And, um, ultimately it was related to kind of the big bank fallouts and, uh, no, I I just didn't feel like I was being of service um, the way that I could potentially be to the world. Um, and I kind of hit the proverbial wall, I guess you could say, uh, in terms of a health crisis that was um, a result of my high stress um, lifestyle and and my high stress job. And, um, and basically, i, I I had to take a leave of, abs- of absence because I, I was sick, and um, it kind of forced me to take a careful look at my lifestyle and and reevaluate my my real values and and priorities. Um, and so I walked away from corporate altogether. I uh, began to pursue um, my interests in holistic health and wellness, and those interests were really instrumental to. Um, becoming more healthy myself. Um, and through that, I, I met some really courageous entrepreneurial women in, in the holistic health and wellness world and, um, partnered with a few of them on a couple different ventures, um, a juice line. And, um, there was a holistic health and wellness brick and mortar business and, and just was kind of, um, dipping my toes in the entrepreneurial world, completely unrelated to law. Um, and through that, uh, people would learn that I was also an attorney and, and I, I started serving the women in that community in a legal capacity. Uh, and it finally felt in alignment with, with what I wanted to do and, and who I wanted to be. And, um, you know, I began to serve them in a legal capacity and, um, you know, my, my business was kind of created organically that way. Um, and so I, I, chose this virtual, um, structure to really cultivate and create the kind of freedom and lifestyle that would, um, allow me to maintain my health and, um, maintain balance with, with my personal life. And, um, yeah, so that, that was my journey.
0: (laughs) Wow, beautiful story. What inspiring that one is. And you know what? I'm sure a lot of our listeners were curious to hear that one as well. You know, how your business evolved and came into existence. You've also touched upon the, the your defining moment when you hit that health crisis and you suddenly realized that, okay, I'm going to pursue this, uh, pursue holistic wellness. And then it evolved from there, wanting you helping, help, uh, other, other women in that or other people in that niche, uh, evolve in into you helping, uh, leveraging the skills that you have as an attorney so great that you've shared that one with us now uh-huh. your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners however they really like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out so
1: my vision has always been. And then this is really the cornerstone of everything I, that I do in my life. And, and I try and r- remain in touch with this on a daily basis. And that is service. Um, you know, I, I studied um, social work and under my undergraduate studies, and I've just had a lifelong passion for philanthropy and, and service and giving back. Um, and, you know, I I do feel like I'm truly serving other women who are also trying to pursue a lifestyle on their own terms. Um, and I had kind of a, a poignant moment, um, not too long ago at a, at a women's entrepreneur conference. Um, a, a woman stood up and, and had a question and was at the microphone. And she said, uh, she was talking about her business that, um, deals with holistic healing, uh, and prevention of breast cancer. And, um, I've had several women in my family that have suffered from breast cancer. And so her story really, and she was a survivor herself, and her story just really struck me. And I was watching her thinking, well, that's someone, that's someone who's really doing God's work. This is a woman who's really serving of service. And it was almost like I had a download in that moment that, you know, if if she were to be hit with a cease and desist for trademark infringement and have to shut down her business – uh, you know, all of the women that she, she couldn't be serving and really the ripple effect of, of the work that I do and how that um, allows other business owners to continue to serve their audience in a, in a meaningful and impactful way. Um, and that, I mean, and like I said, it wasn't even that long ago um, that, that this just kind of was a download for me. And, and so that that's just been the cornerstone of my beliefs is that I have to be of service and that drives me to continue what I do.
0: Wow, what a profound vision that one is. And I truly believe in that at the root of what we do is our passion or our love just to serve others in any capacity that we are and what we're putting out there, what the services or the products that we are putting out there. It's about service to other people. Great. I mean, I really felt that and I really am inspired by the vision that you shared. Huh. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> our you. Listener, yeah. So for our listeners so there, they great takeaway here is to for you to create that vision, you know, something that inspires you just like what Julie just shared with us, especially for our listeners who are starting out. It's really important to create that vision and write it down, you know, something that inspires you on a daily basis, something that's going to motivate you to move forward as you build this business that you are passionate about doing. So that's your first assignment for our listeners out there who are just starting <laughs> out to create that vision for yourself. And if you just listen to what Julia shared, that was like really profound, really inspiring. That would really get me excited on a daily basis as I move forward in building my business. So for our listeners out there, create a vision, write it down and don't worry, it's going to evolve with you as you grow and as your business grow. The most important thing is that you have it down. Absolutely. All right. Now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners, what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Sure. Yes, I'd be happy to. I think the number one
1: um, most important quality in any entrepreneur and what they're pursuing is that they have passion for what they're doing. Um, without passion you know you you may have some success but it won't be sustainable and you you won't enjoy it <laughs> and you know i think we're, we're all you know all the women that i surround myself with the entrepreneurial women we left corporate or you know never even went that direction because we wanted to build our own life and 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 live it on our on our own terms and um, if if you don't have passion for what you're doing you're kind of creating your own kind of corporate jail within your own business. And so um, it's really important to to just be passionate for your purpose. Um, a second quality that I think has has really served me well is resilience. Um, you know, you there you are going to be met with challenges. Um, As particularly when you're launching your business, you're wearing 17 different hats, and a lot of them are completely new to you. You know, my my background was in um, in law, but you know, I had to learn all about accounting and business and um, online social media. I I didn't even have a Facebook page until I launched my business. So you can imagine the the state of overwhelm uh, from all of these various facets that I had to educate myself. Um, But but having resilience and, and just being, having the willingness to dust yourself off and start a new day and, you know, pull up your bootstraps and keep going is uh, really important. Um, and kind of hand in hand with that, um, a willingness to take risks. Um, it's inevitable that there will be failures, uh, that that's just part of growing. And if, if you're comfortable, you're not growing, and that—that's my belief. That if you feel comfortable in your business, you may—you may be stagnating. You, you know, it's really important to always be taking risks and to understand that with those risks, there there might be some failures, but it's not the end of the road. And, um, you know, just be be willing to take those risks so that
0: you can continue to grow and evolve. So. Passion, resilience, willingness to take risk great personal qualities that Julie just shared with us. And the good news is we can all cultivate and adapt these traits in our lives, in our personal lives, in our business lives. So that's injecting that passion. And I love the phrase you said about having fun. I mean, bringing that joy in everything that we do, because that's important to enjoy the process. And then resilience, I can't uh, say enough of this. I mean, we have to be tenacious in, mm-hmm. um, in it. Facing in whatever situation that we are in, because there are are going to be ups and downs. Uh, they are not going to be always bed of as I always say, so be resilient. It's really an important quality or trade that we should have. And then, of course, the willingness to take risk. There are risk. Uh, we sometimes we have to take that bold action, bold uh, risk risks. But but are at the end of the road, you know, there are there's we are. There's benefit to that one. So it's all about being courageous and taking, be willing to take the risk if it costs us. So great personal traits and qualities that Julia shared with us. Let's all cultivate and adopt them in our lives. And on that note, I love for you to talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. Because as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today?
1: You know, I think um, one of my biggest challenges, and I think this is is something that I really didn't anticipate, um, was uh, you know, leaving corporate, all of my friends were in corporate. I really didn't know many entrepreneurs, um, and until I started growing my network in that way, and so um, you know, it it can be a challenge when you don't aren't surrounded by other people who are successfully doing the things that you seek to do, um, and it can be isolating. Uh, and, it, and it's kind of hard to stay in a positive frame of mind if there aren't people around you that really understand what you're doing and, and can lift you up and, and help you move through the tough times because there will be challenging times. Um, so certainly, um, you know, building building a network of positive and um, supportive people that understand y- your, your um, challenges. Also, um, you know, I think this is a characteristic that's uh, common among entrepreneurs is just having a type A personality and perfectionist uh, qualities. And that can be completely paralyzing. And, you know, really been trying to focus on, um, you know, just completing tasks, even though they don't seem perfect to me. And um, because forward motion is always, um, forward progress is always the ultimate goal, and it really pushes you into um, you know starting before you feel like you're ready, and, and I, I think that that's a really important thing to keep in mind. Um, and with that, uh, you know, and I briefly touch on this, just wearing all, you know so many different hats and just managing, juggling um, all of the various roles that you're playing. And um, if I could give one word of advice, uh, I would advise to delegate, and you know, I, I have an assistant now, and it's just been a life changer. And um, I think that there's, um, you know, a lot of fear around letting go of control, or at least there was for me. Um, but it really opens up space for you to be creative and and stay in a place that um, is is creating for for your clients and allowing you to be of service without draining you, um, with things that you really, it's not necessary for you to be managing.
0: Wow, I mean, I certainly can relate to these challenges that you have shared. I mean, I also left a corporate job, and my circle of friends were all my colleagues. So when mm-hmm. I left that world, that that uh, you know that place, you know what? I need to build my own new network of friends who are moving in the same direction as me. So it was challenging for me in the beginning, but it's re- the good thing is that nowadays there are a lot of offline and online communities that we can uh, be. Part of we can be around with it. We can get support, uh, especially for us women, because we are we are in that. We we love to be in, in community with other people, and so that is, that challenge is. I mean, there are resources to, to you know to meet that challenge. So it's no longer a challenge for us for us mm-hmm. if we look around us. And then of course, overcoming perfectionism. I am like this as well. I mean, I want to, but then it paralyzes me. So it's for our listeners out there. It's just to get started. Don't be. You know, be stuck with perfecting things. Get it out there, get your idea out there, get your project out there, and then iterate from there. And of course, we are where, I mean, as a solopreneur myself, I wear many hats, but it's always, it's really, yeah, very helpful uh, actually to learn how to delegate. And it's not easy. I mean, that control and living, I mean, giving some of those control was hard, but When you learn how to delegate and outsource some tasks, it frees up some of your time to do the things that you love and that you are most passionate about and also to focus on those revenue generating activities. So great that you've shared this to our listeners as well, because when they face these challenges, they know now how to overcome them or they know now how to deal with them. Great. All right. So let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance? And what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your Your health, your family, your relationships, and your business. Absolutely, Um, it's so
1: important. And um, you know, my my transition, my kind of my story of becoming an entrepreneur, really was because of a fallout of my my health. And so, I really was at a place where. you know, I I totally understood that nothing was more important than being healthy, and you know, I wasn't of service to anyone, let alone my husband or family. I just needed to be healthy, and so I really am very careful to, um, first of all, create uh, solid boundaries. I um, my husband is actually still in corporate, and so I don't see a whole lot of him during the week, and I am completely offline on the weekend. I. Um, don't check my email, and, and really, am not even on the internet unless I'm looking for a movie time or a place for brunch. I mean, I, I really make an uh, uh, an effort to just go offline, uh, and likewise in the evening. I, um, you know, and I'm I'm guilty of sometimes opening my computer back up after dinner, but I really try to just close down and and appreciate um, everything that in my life, in my personal life, that brings me so much joy. Um, and certainly self-care. So moving my body for me, moving my body every day, whether it's just going on a walk or Pilates, just trying to, um, you know, take care of my body and eating whole organic foods, meditating, Um, and spending time with my loved ones that's, you know, I'm in New York city and, um, none of my family, my immediate family is here. Uh, and it was really important for me. There was this period of years that I didn't see a lot of them at all because I was working so hard. Uh, and I was very careful to create a business that would give me that kind of freedom. And so with my virtual practice, I spend a week every two months, um, visiting my, my parents and my brother and, um, my niece and nephew. And, you know, that my niece and nephew know who I am and and love seeing me. And it's just so important for me to nurture those relationships. Um, uh, so that certainly helps propel me forward with my, with that kind of work, work work-life balance.
0: Wow, love your perspective on this uh, work-life balance that I'm sure a lot of us can relate with because I struggle with it on a daily basis. But like what Julie just shared with us, there are things that we can do. And I love that you touched upon uh, self-care. I mean, really taking care of ourselves, having that one as our number one priority, because I truly believe also that our greatest investment is ourself. I And mean, without our health, we won't be able to build this business that we are passionate about doing in the first place. So really big on that. I mean, being an Myself, I have seen so many people suffering as a result of not taking care of my of themselves. And my my own experience three years ago, I had a cancer scare that really turned my life three hundred sixty degrees. And i I had been been living pretty pretty healthy and active all my life, but that when that happened, it really helped me evaluate what are my priorities are. I what are those things that I can do to you start enjoying life I mean there's also there's a, also our a business that we have to build but there's also other areas in our lives that are important so it's really important to take sit back and you know really reflect on what is that is important to you what are your priorities I mean building a business is one thing but you also have other aspects of your life so really important to have the time to spend with them as well and really be on top of your list to take care of yourself, eating healthy, exercising, meditating, spending time with your loved ones. Really important. So great that you have shared this one, And these tips that you have shared with us, we can all um, adopt them. You can all uh, take action on today, uh, especially in this, in this area of work-life balance. So great that you've shared with us. So thank you for sharing. Of course. And can I just
1: touch upon one thing too, because um, this has been all too common with my clients and just in the entrepreneurial world, hearing similar stories to mine that, you know, people had some kind of a health crisis or, you know, a mental breakdown because they just pushed themselves to the very edge um, in corporate. And um, I just, for all of the women that are listening, that are kind of going that direction, you know, if I were, I I was very comfortable in my, the money I was making and, um, you know, my, my health forced me to take a look at at my life and prioritize, um, differently, but, um, you know, it doesn't have to be so dramatic and, and it really is just a shift in mindset that there are other possibilities. And, um, again, you know, finding other women that are actually doing it really, um, it's so powerful in in making and taking your own step before you reach the point of the breaking point.
0: <laughs> yes, and I hope, so. So I I wish in my heart that you that are, any of our listeners, for that matter, don't reach the point wherein you ha- you really have to make changes. I mean, we don't we don't need to wait for that event. And I hope it won't will never happen in your life because when it happened to me, although it was just a scare, it was like. It was the end of the world for me. So sure. we don't have to wait for that to happen, but we have to be proactive and uh, really reprioritizing those that are important to us. Yes, absolutely. All right. Now, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful financially? Yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Uh,
1: so, yeah, I you know, if I could just um, one word that would that would uh, encapsulate feeling successful for me personally, it's freedom, the freedom to, um, spend my time serving others in a way that, that is in alignment with, with my values. And, um, you know, I, I feel so fortunate to have a business where I'm, um, helping other women create freedom in their own lives by, uh, building and maintaining a a legal foundation for their business. Um, so it's something that they don't even have to consider. They can just, you know, give that to me and, and create space in their own lives. And for me, that's, that's really what success is when I have, of course, you know, financially it's, um, creates a lot of freedom when, when you do have that, the financial, um, uh, income, but, um, but I, you know, that wouldn't, I could have all the money and it wouldn't mean anything to me if I didn't have that freedom. And that's why it's so important for me to, um, to be very mindful about the boundaries and the self-care and because all of those things, um, are, are part of the, the life that I've created for myself.
0: Yeah. So success is freedom. I mean, ultimately I believe that, I mean, I'm sure most of us, this is one of the, the benchmarks that we want to achieve why are we in the business because we want to achieve that freedom be that financial be that time and be that service be that building that kind of lifestyle you want to you want to achieve for yourself and for your family it's all about having that freedom it's a great perspective and I truly am on board with you with that one because uh, money is one thing but it's it's a vehicle for us to achieve the what we want in life, not only for ourselves, but for others. So, of course, money is a, a great financial metrics because we are in business to be sustainable. But at the end of the day, I truly believe that what makes us happy or what is gratifying is the, are those intangible benefits of being in business. Absolutely. All right, now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs, knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be?
1: Sure. So, um, first, in addressing aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, I was one of them. And I, I remember when I, as I said, mentioned, I, when I was listening to these same types of podcasts and I just didn't even have an idea for what I wanted to do, but I knew that I had to, um, I like to call it, jump the matrix <laughs> from corporate and kind of figure out what was next. Um, my best advice to those that are aspiring to do that is to look for, for a pain point in your own life. Um, and and that was really an, an, a natural evolution for me in that I became sick and living a holistic, uh, more holistic lifestyle. That was my pain point, and at that time, I was very passionate about helping other other people to um, do the same. And, and then my pain point of being in corporate and and wanting other women to enjoy the the freedom of the lifestyle that that I now enjoy. And um, and I really turn that in, into um, my current business model. And um, so th- so I would look at your, your own life, your own experiences, um, and it doesn't have to be something that's going on now. It could be from your childhood and wh- whatever pain point that you would feel passionate about serving um, other people who have been through similar circumstances. I, I think that that's a great place to start. Um, with regard to entrepreneurs that have already launched or are on the precipice of that, um, I would advise to invest in yourself. Um, you know, I, I see it all too often that, um, there's a a lot of hesitancy around spending money to, to make money. And I, um, I totally understand and appreciate that. I mean, the amount amount that I've invested in myself is more than I ever thought that I would have. Um, but ultimately it, it, you know, it, it helps leverage you to, um, make a greater impact with your audience and the people that you're serving when you're investing in programs and, um, groups that are, uh, lifting you up and, and growing, expanding your network. And i like to use this as an example. I joined, um, Marie Forleo's B-School, um, shortly after I launched and, literally within the first week and it's you know i think it was like a $2000 investment but within the first week i had earned that money back and since then it has been it's probably 80% of my clients are in some way related to the b school community um so you know it was a it was a huge leap then but it just really paid for itself and um and in the, the context that i've made so so be willing to invest in yourself um, and then finally, I, th- I think what's absolutely most important is mindset. Um, and just belief that, you know, you are on the path that you're meant to be on. And if you are working as hard as you can and, uh, you know, in a al- doing work that's in an al- alignment with, um, your beliefs and values that the things are going to take shape. And it may not, Look anything like what you think it's going to be, um, but be open to, to um, alternative paths and 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 just keep the mindset that um, you know you are here to do your unique service for the world and and that those those paths will be opening up to you um, if you're showing up on a regular basis and putting in the work and um, staying positive.
0: Wow! Great tips that I just shared with us. So let me summarize them again. So for our listeners out there, especially for starting, no, starting out, we um. What Julia shared was to look for pain points in your life, and this might be uh, like a turning events in your life or something. I mean, for me, one one thing was my my health uh, scare, but all my cancer scare, but also the corporate world that I was in. I wanted to change that, so look for those and listen to them. Listen for the frustrations that you have in life, and then turn them into service to others. Turn that into a passion of ser- being service to others. If you feel that you don't want that for your life, you want. You don't want to for that one for other people uh, as well. So listen to those pain points in your life and turn it into service. Basically, what Julia shared with us. And then second is to invest in yourself. Really big on this as well. To really invest in yourself in your personal growth, and this will give get back to you 10,000-fold. So really important to. You to know and understand that we really have to we really need to invest in ourselves not only for our business but for our personal growth and then the third one is to have that mindset that you are here to do a certain your purpose I can call it or you can call this a calling or something that you believe in that you are here for something that you are here if you if you i believe in if you don't believe in in god or the universe or somewhere higher than yourself there is something we are i truly believe that we are put in this earth to do something to be of service to someone and so find that one find a purpose in you and i i think that every one of us have that we just have to find it in ourselves and then go for it we are here to do a certain purpose that we have to, our, our obligation is to find it and then pursue it and or follow it. Great tips there that we all can take action on today. So thank you for sharing those. Sure. Great. Now, what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and which you can share our listeners with?
1: So something I've relatively recently discovered is Asana, A-S-A-N-A, and it has really change productivity in my business. I, so I have a virtual practice and my assistant is virtual, uh, and I have other, um, independent contractors that I work with virtually, and it's just organizes all of our projects and we can all access, um, Asana and see what's been completed, what needs to be completed, um, you know, set a timeline for tasks. And it's just, it's really been invaluable.
0: All right. So that's Asana, A S A I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. It's a really great uh, management tool, especially if you have a virtual team, a really great resource there. So that's Asana, A S A I'll make sure to have that on our show notes as well. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally?
1: Yes. So one of my favorites, um, if not my favorite, uh, is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And um, it really is about the mindset um, and and how we have upper limit issues. And anytime that you make forward progress and things start aligning um, to for the better in your life, that we self-sabotage. Um, and, you know, for me, it's in the form of maybe picking a fight with my husband, or you know, we we all find a way to kind of self sabotage because um, there's this subconscious that maybe we're not prepared, or maybe we're not ready, or maybe we're not worth it. And so that that was a huge mindset shift for me. That book. Um, I also love Start with Why, Simon Sinek. Um, I think that that the the truly successful businesses really do make every decision um, in, in their products and services based around the why and um, why they're doing it and, and why this is going to be of service for the, um, the people that they're serving.
0: All right. So that's The Big Lip by Gay Hendricks and Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I love those books as well. And I'll make sure to have these on our channels. Great resource out there for our listeners. And by the way, you can you can also get this audio download of this book or your favorite one at Audible by going to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Audible. Now, Julie, in my mind, you are a superhero, or shall I say superheroine, because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone that you admire and look up to.
1: So... Well, my superhero is is really my mom, and I've never even told her that, and I'm, I can't wait for her to, to hear this. But you know, it, it's really kind of come full circle for me um, in, in recent years because she was an entrepreneur and uh, she built a business from you know four employees to multiple seven figures, and. I remember her standing in the kitchen in high heels making dinner, you know, at 8:30 at, at night. Um and, and still just trying to manage everything and and it I it never was a question in my mind that 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 was something that I could achieve. I mean, that that's just what I I saw. Um and interestingly around mindsets, uh you know, she really um kind of had to step away because she be she was too overwhelmed. It was just too much for her. And, um, and so I kind of feel like my purpose is to really cultivate a business that's similar to what she did, but in, uh, in a way that, um, you know, uh, is an ode to her because I'm, I'm still taking care of myself and, um, an example to other women that, um you know self-care and and that that, that should all be I- integral in in the business itself and so
0: but she she's definitely my my hero yes to your mom you are a superhero you are superhero to not only to julie but for us women especially women and women listeners um, um you are our role model you are our inspiration salute you kudos to you Last but not the least, Julie, I'd love for you to share our listeners, what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and what's the best way that they can connect with you? And then we'll end from there.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, I think this has kind of been a common thread throughout our discussion, but I really believe that I give women freedom to focus on on what's really important, um, on the services and products that that they are so passionate about creating. Uh, and and you know that with that, it, it just creates um, peace of mind and, and, and allows creativity um, to be focused in a more constructive, productive way. Um, my website is visionaryvirtualcouncil.com and I can be reached at julie at visionaryvirtualcouncil.com.
0: Alright, so that's visionaryvirtualcounsel.com and you can reach her through her email at julie at visionaryvirtualcounsel.com So for our listeners out there, I highly encourage you to go there now, check out her website, check what her products and services are and if that resonates with you, I highly encourage you to jump in and make sure to be on her mailing list so that you know uh, when she's updating what she's putting out there. So that again is visionaryvirtualcounsel.com I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. And by the way, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Julie Chevalier or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, the link is visionaryvirtualcouncil.com or you can reach Julie at julie@visionaryvirtualcouncil.com. At Julie, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for being such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you, Marie. This is
1: just such a tremendous honor. And thank you for the work you're putting out into the world. It it really is a tremendous service to um, all of us who who are looking to take the leap and and, um, live life on our own terms. So thank you.
0: All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash myiTunes. Step number two, click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman example. Cheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as CLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite Today's Leading Woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my itunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my itunes.